now tuned in to the Believers Podcast, bringing you updates on your Chicago Bulls, hosted by yours truly, Keith Franz, aka Bulls Scripted on Twitter. Back to rant again already after the most amazing loss I have ever encountered in my lifetime, and... You know, I'm not usually somebody that celebrates losing. That's really something relatively new the last two seasons for me. But tonight, oh man, that was that was losing sexy. That's what we're going to call that. That was beautiful. And there was positives from everybody that mattered. Hutch not finishing the game was kind of confusing because despite his poor shooting, he was 2 of 8 field goal on the night. But he had the highest plus minus on the team. And he was swapped for a 6'3", 6'4", point guard, who is like Nawaba and is a very good defender and versatile. But Shaq Harrison had the worst plus-minus on the night. He was a negative 23. So playing somebody out of position who hasn't had the most productive night in a sense kind of seemed like a tank move. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But I don't know. what. Why else wasn't Hutch in there? I... I didn't think he played great, but I didn't think he played poorly enough to have to get introspective from the bench. So hopefully that changes going forward, but he did play over 20 minutes, and that was important. Portis is coming back. Called the starting five tonight, the future five. And, you know, before that we had the core four, and then we had the big three. And I think when Portis gets back, we're going to be the sensational six. Or something like that. Maybe something with a little better ring to it. I'll I'll sleep on it. But tonight's game was fantastic. You know, you had Levine going for 31 points. Lowry going for 27 points. Dunn had 17 assists. 17. That's a career high. He beat his previous career high by one. And he only had two turnovers. Which... Chris Dunn has been pretty effective this year. And that's very encouraging to see, as well as the fact that he's accepting his role. He knows what his job on this team is. And I think tonight was the first night we've seen all three or all four now with Wendell and all five when we throw Hutch in there play together. And to see them play the way they did is just... Woo! That's, that's that's just how I feel. Like, I'm just, I'm excited. Probably the youngest starting lineup in the NBA. We came out, we competed against a top four team in the East. We almost stole a game. If Oladipo doesn't bank in the game-winning three-pointer and Zach Levine has more than .3 seconds and maybe doesn't step out of bounds, we got a tie game. We're going to a second overtime or we're winning the game. And I, it's losing sexy. Like, that's that's the best way to explain what happened tonight. And I'm looking forward to this starting lineup going forward. And Bobby Portis getting back. I would not be surprised to see our core go on a mini run here at some point to close. Which will hurt our draft position. But because of the new lottery system, as long as we don't fall out of the top 10, which will be extremely, extremely hard to do, with the strength of the Western Conference and the likelihood of multiple 
teams that are going to be over 500 being in the lottery, it's going to be very hard to fall out of the top 10. So the Bulls are going to have a very hard time missing out on good talent. And that's extremely positive. Being in the position that we are knowing that we can finish strong. We can have a good win streak. We can gain the needed chemistry and hopefully some damn respect from these referees because that's another thing tonight. Some calls go our way. Zach, I feel like he gets fouled on almost every drive, and it's because his athleticism is just seemingly unmatched around the league for the most part. And the only way to stop him is to create contact with him. Otherwise, he's just going to keep going up and up and up because all that man does is float. And, you know, even in his jump shots, he just elevates so high. And it is, it's majestic. That is the best way to explain Zach Levine's hops. And it's and, and his jumper, for that fact. It's just, it's majestic. And I don't understand a lot of the hate that I'm seeing this man get everywhere. I understand everywhere Zach's been, they haven't necessarily won. But in Minnesota, he was a third option. I don't think you can hold him accountable for the team's success or lack thereof success as a third option. Here in Chicago, he's trying to prove himself. Tonight, he showed that he has made strides from the beginning of the season where he had butterfingers and a lot of problems, closing games. And obviously, he had some success mixed in there too. But to see that growth is important. To see him shoot over 50% and get 31 points on 21 shots is fantastic. To see Lowry get almost 30 points on 20 shots is fantastic. To see Dunn and Wendell with at least 15 points in under 10 shots and doing their responsibilities was fantastic. Our core is gelling together, and it is still very early. So despite our dipshit coach and his crazy phrases and ideas and ways about things, things aren't going good. I mean, uh, talk about an amazing 24, 26 hours, whatever it is. Justin Holiday gets traded. The Bulls' young core plays together for the first time. In the starting five is two rookies, our three players acquired from trading Jimmy Butler, and they do that. I'm just, thank you, Justin Holiday, for gracefully leaving us with two second round picks and allowing for this chemistry to form because some nights watching Holiday chuck shots and taking over 10 field goal attempts from the players that matter on this team really killed me. And just knowing that we don't ever have to deal with that again is pure relief. It's pure elation. And just thinking about Chandler Hutchison starting for the rest of the year and getting the experience to get over the rookie struggles and adjusting to this league fully, I'm, I couldn't be happier right now. The Bulls are finally consistently doing things that make sense. I mean, you, I guess you could throw Jabari in there as one that doesn't, but I've beat that dead horse as much as it doesn't make sense is exactly why it does make sense. And J speaking of Jabari, he played tonight. He didn't play very much, and he bricked several mid-range shots and had some dumb turnovers and some dumb almost turnovers. 
He did break somebody down in transition, which was always good to see. I wish he'd do more of that. But we, we did have a rare Jabari sighting tonight, which I don't know that we'll be seeing too much of once Wayne Selden's active and Portis comes back. But he did see the floor tonight. So apparently there is not situations that Jabari won't play in. They're, they're very few and far <laughs> between. But there are apparently some situations out there that Jabari Parker will see the floor for the Chicago Bulls until he's traded, if he's traded, which I'm kind of curious to see what happens. What happens if the Bulls get a cap dump trade for Robin Lopez instead of Jabari Parker? Do the Bulls just buy Jabari out then? Or do they have to keep him on the roster to save him from that embarrassment? Buying him out from his hometown team to, I, like... With Dwayne Wade, it made sense. We were trying to tank. You know, he didn't want to be here for that. We didn't really want him here for that, although at that stage of his career, he might have actually been able to help in that sense. But Jabari Parker is a little different. He's a 23-year-old who does still have potential as much shit as I give him. And as ugly as some of the games he's played have looked at you, he, he does have potential. And it, but it has to be as a power forward. I don't think it'll ever be as a small forward because of his injuries, because of his build, because of just who Jabari Parker is. His advantage will always be being big and physical, but also extremely athletic and taking advantage of slower power forwards and even centers, which I guess we kind of saw tonight. I don't know who you would have classified as the center in the lineup where we had Jabari and Lowry at the 4-5, but... He does have that kind of versatility to a team, but I'm not sure that he has more singular value than Rolo. I think a team might value somebody like Rolo more. I think Rolo's more productive. I think he's more reliable. I think he's more consistent. So I think a team may actually value Rolo more, which would be really interesting to see in a trade if the Bulls were able to move both of them or did move both of them combined to take on one big salary or maybe two, hopefully not two. But if they did that, to see who that team kept, because they wouldn't have any hometown bonds or relations to Jabari. Would they keep Jabari or would they keep Rolo? And it's, I don't know. So that should be something interesting to watch play out. And that trade does kind of concern me because we'll be walking a very fine line between did we take on too much cap to get the asset or was it well worth it? And I think depending how free agency goes, we won't know if it was the right decision or not until that happens. I don't think we're going to be a big player in free agency. I do think an extra first round pick this year would be beneficial. The Bulls are going to have up to, if not more than four slots to fill on this roster. We're going to have a lot of contracts coming off. We got rid of campaign. I can't stress how amazing that feels. All of our old sins are disappearing. All of our old problems will be washed away shortly, except for the front office. And apparently people are just going to have to adjust to that stain being there. Complaining about it isn't going to make things any better for you. They're doing a solid job right now. So criticize them when they do dumb stuff. But at the end of the day, right now, we're exactly where we should be for year two. Our starting lineup has potential and a lot of room for growth. We have some minor assets off the bench to take a look at to finish this season. And in the process, we're 
going to be positioning ourselves for another good draft pick. So we get to have our cake and eat it too. And I know games like the Magic and listening to some stuff that comes out of Jim Boylan's mouth can really drive you up a wall. But hang in there. The future is bright. We can see it. Or at least I hope you can see it with me. I think the pieces that we have fit fairly well together. You have Lowry and Wendell, who are very good counterparts. Wendell is extremely superior on defense, while Lowry is extremely superior on offense. You have a yin and yang combination there. You have Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, where Dunn is definitely more defensive-oriented for a guard, and Zach Levine is more offensive-oriented for a guard. We have another, in theory, yin and yang combination there. Now we really just need to solidify this wing position, and I don't know if Hutch is going to be the starter for this team going forward. It would be nice to see that come through. That would mean going into draft night, we have a stud rookie or rookie contract, rather, in every single position, and then it makes taking best available that much easier. But if Hutch isn't our starting small forward going forward, we pick the right draft to be in the top five or even the top seven or eight because this draft is loaded with wing players. And if we can grab the missing piece that fits right in between our yin and yang on the front court and the back court, I think we're set. You throw some veterans in this mix to add to the second unit, bring Bobby Portis back as long as he looks the same, which I expect him to do. Bobby Portis is a leader on this team, which... I can't say the word leader now without thinking of leadership committee, which cracks me up. And with Holiday gone, does that mean there's a spot open? Is somebody getting promoted? Does Chris Dunn get to claim his throne as someone on the leadership committee? Because in my opinion, he's probably, at least on the floor, the biggest leader this team has. And you see it as games close, the composure he has, how he performs under pressure continues to amaze me and it also amazes me how quiet it gets when Chris Dunn does amazingly good 17 assists to two turnovers I I the fact that this man has been questioned outside of his durability because of all his fluke injuries baffles me he has the it I have called it the Dunn factor since early last year And when he plays, you can see that this team just clicks better together. He is like the Draymond Green glue that brings everything together for this team. He does a little bit of everything. He can do whatever you ask him to do. He can take over a game when you need him to. He can facilitate for everybody else. He knows who the hot hand is. And he, in his own words, guards his yard on defense. And I, I... I have always loved players like Chris Dunn because a lot of their success is purely driven by desire. And that kind of player and work ethic and mindset is just admirable. And I just, I'm glad to see that he's having success early in the season. He's been more efficient. He's accepting his role. And I think going forward, having Chris Dunn on this team is going to be just as important as Wendell Carter Jr., They will be the unsung heroes of this team. And a lot with Wendell Carter Jr. is going to go unnoticed until we start winning. 
the way I kind of classify the Wendell Carter draft pick is a lot like a football team drafting an offensive lineman in the first round. It's not a sexy pick. It's not pretty. You don't really get excited about it because it's not flashy, and it's not something that you're ever really going to fully appreciate until your team starts winning because then you will see just how vital and important of a cog Wendell Carter Jr. is to this team. He anchors the team. He brings everybody together the same way that Chris Dunn does in the backcourt. So this core is exciting. I don't know why people are so down on it. Well, actually, I do know why people are so down on it. It's because the front office put it together, and you're not allowed to like anything that the front office does. And shame on you if you do. can't give them credit. It's not cool. So just don't do it. You'll lose followers. I'll do it for you. And we'll point out the dumb shit, too, because they do plenty of that, and they definitely aren't absolved in my eyes. Uh, My initial reactions have been the same as the vast majority of the fan base at every turn. I just so happen to use the hindsight of things, kind of accept that I was wrong instead of holding a grudge. So I want to thank you guys all for listening again. Please like, comment, subscribe, retweet. Uh, That's all I'm ever going to ask you to do to help me, and I know it's annoying that I have to say it, but I appreciate the support. Keep listening. I'm going to do my best to keep getting you guys better content in the new year, and go Bulls. Let's keep this thing riding. The uh, Future 5 plays again on Sunday, although I know like most Chicago fans, the Bears are going to be more important that day. So uh, I'll be recording the Bulls game. I don't know. I might actually have a drink for the first time in a while just because it's the Bears playoffs. You need you need playoff juice. So Sunday should be fun. Hopefully the Bulls can put together another productive performance and a win or a loss. You know, I'm kind of on the loss side, but if they're going to play like that, I really don't care what the outcome of the game is. That is all that matters to me this season. Individual development and team chemistry coming together right in front of our eyes. I know that I'm on the optimistic end of the spectrum when it comes to the Bulls' future. Not quite as crazy as my friend C. Red Fred, but I do think that we have the pieces here to build something better than most teams around the league going forward. And we could be adding the best potential piece come this offseason, at least from an initial raw talent standpoint. And that's kind of really exciting to have this stuff here Because of the situation, whether that be the injuries or the amount of dead cap space we have technically with Jabari Parker, putting us in this situation where we have all this already and we're going to get to add more. It almost doesn't feel fair. And depending on how the lottery falls, it might really not be fair. And to see that all fall into place in such a short period would be really exciting. And I feel really bad for the people that have been talking a lot of shit. And they're only on the opposite side of that. But I, I, I got a big smile on my face now thinking about it. I think I'm going to have a big smile on my face when it happens in a couple of years. I hope you guys are there with me. Until next time, go Bulls. <laughs>